Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 53, NYC Adventure. Lacey Winters followed her sister, Flora, and Flora's college friend, Gina, away from the tall buildings lining the streets and into a place full of grass, trees, and strolling people. Welcome to Central Park, Flora said. As they walked further into the lush of green space, a lilt of sound carried on the breeze. They've already started, Gina said. We won't be able to get close. Close to what? Lacey asked. The New York Philharmonic, Gina said. They do these free concerts in the park during the summer. Philharmonic? Like an orchestra or something? Generally speaking, Lacey wasn't really into music. Not the contemporary stuff a lot of her classmates listened to, and not the guitar, banjoy, fiddle stuff her dad liked either. And classical, the Oompa Oompa Sousa marches the Eastern Christian Academy band played at concerts came to mind. They were nice, festive. The music grew louder, stringed instruments of different depths and tones combined with the bright and mellow sounds of wind instruments. Laughter and conversation swirled and united with the music to make another composition totally unplanned, but altogether summer. The girls plopped down into the grass behind a crowd of spectators. Lacey leaned back on her elbows. There was something magical in all this. The warm August night, the live music, and the high and low of buildings beyond the perimeter of the park. It was inspiring like the pictures in the art museum. Flora yawned. Oh, classical music always makes me sleepy. Lacey didn't answer. Let Flora take a nap if she wanted to. This was a time for dreaming, wide-awake dreams. As the sky deepened in color, the light filling the high windows and buildings gave the evening a kind of magic Lacey never felt in the sparse yellow lighting of porch and street lamps back home. The concert came to an end, and the crowd of talking, laughing people moved to leave the park. Lacey almost fell asleep on the subway ride back to Gina's neighborhood. In the apartment, one of Gina's sisters was already asleep on a fold-out bed. Molly is away. Use who can take this bed, Gina said as she and Flora unfolded the second couch. After showering, Lacey crawled under the covers. Not even the quiet chatter of Gina and Flora could keep her awake. Thank you, Jesus, she breathed just before falling asleep. Lacey woke up to the sun streaming through the big window where the drapes had been pushed back. She turned on her pillow, stretching. Ow, she wasn't used to doing so much fast walking, apparently. I don't know what else to do. Flora's voice came quiet but intense from the kitchen area. How are you going to pay for them? One at a time. My summer camp job was just enough to pay off my car. But you're not telling your parents about everything? What about honesty? I thought that was a thing with you, Gina asked. Something clattered, a frying pan against a burner on the stove. How many eggs will your sister want? Just one, probably. Look, my parents are going to be away for a month. When they get back, I'll have figured out my life and be ready to tell them. Are you going to get a job? 
I guess. Oh, Gina, I thought I'd be looking forward to marriage by now and that stuff like a college degree or figuring out my finances wouldn't even be a thing. Gina snorted. Being married by the age of 22 isn't every girl's guarantee, Flora. My sisters are Exhibit A and Exhibit B on that one. Someone moaned from across the room in the other bed. You making fun of me, Gina? Wanna fight? No, Kiki, Gina said. Go back to sleep. The lump on the other bed rolled over and started snoring. Lacey slowly pushed the covers further from her face so that she could see and hear better. Kiki is taking self-defense classes. She's always dying to show off her skills, Gina whispered. Wait, would she actually hit you? Flora asked. I don't know. She's easily diffused. Something sizzled in the skillet. So anyway, back to our previous topic. Sorry stuff didn't work out with you and Char. Lacey raised her head just slightly. Char? Who was Char? Sounded like the name for a black cat. Were we talking about Char? Flora said. Last semester, it always circled back to Char with you, Gina said. Is he, um, around? Like, doesn't he go to your church or something? I knew that's why you were coming to visit. Lacey stiffened, which made her calves sting, which made her jerk. Shh, my sister is awake, Flora said. Well, so much for eavesdropping, Lacey sat up. Want a bagel? Gina asked. She's more of a toast person, Flora said. Right, Lacey? Right. Bagels required a lot of chewing, but why did Flora get to know so much about her that she'd enjoy art museums and classical music in the park and toast? But Lacey didn't know what was really, really going on with Flora. She planted her feet on the floor. She's not really a morning person, Flora said. Mm, Kiki and Molly are like angry llamas any time before eleven. Same for Lacey, Flora said. I don't get it. I know. Lacey watched through half-open eyes as Flora compiled an egg sandwich. She was not an angry llama in the morning, more like a sloth just out of hibernation. Fold up the bed, will you? Flora said. Breakfast is ready. Fold up the bed. Lacey nearly folded herself into the thing, trying to figure out how to push and pull it back into couch formation. She sucked on a pinched finger and watched Kiki fold her bed with just a shove and a back kick. Well, those self-defense classes were working out for something. You'll need your tote bag today, Flora said later as she cleared away breakfast and Gina went to shower. Kiki had already left for her self-defense class. Flora was acting all bright and normal, like nothing was wrong. It wasn't fair, Flora being such a good actress. Having the lead in her college's spring play last year must have really honed her skills. Lacey pursed her lips. I love this bag, she said finally, pulling it out of her suitcase. The charcoal outline goes well with the blue accents. Flora jerked her chin up and stared at her. Oh, yeah? Yes. Lacey shook out the bag and slid her wallet and water bottle inside. I heard that Alouetta Wilkins had all the bridesmaids in charcoal for her wedding. 
Lacey stared her sister in the eye. By the way, are we going to church with Gina tomorrow? Flora flopped down onto a couch. You were awake longer than I thought. Lacey folded her pajamas and stowed them in her suitcase. I'm not good at confronting people like you are, Flora, and I actually don't have to know what's going on in your life. Lacey zipped her suitcase closed and stood up. But don't humor me and do stuff for me if you're not also going to trust me as much as you want me to trust you. Flora hugged a pillow, which was kind of Lacey's thing. The shower in the bathroom clicked off. It's just embarrassing, Flora mumbled. Welcome to my world, Lacey said. I'm embarrassed on average about 10% of every day. You've been getting better about that. True, Lacey held up a hand, but we're talking about your embarrassment right now. Flora took a deep breath. Last semester at school, I had to pass a platform test to continue in my major. It's a sort of gatekeeper test to make sure you can excel in your chosen field. If you don't meet a certain level of competence, you get kicked out of your major. Flora stared at the floor. You have to choose something else. Lacey plunked down onto the couch. Oh, and you didn't pass. Flora shook her head. I was so busy with the spring play and the semester before that, I guess I was just too busy having fun to take much of anything seriously. Flora turned towards Lacey. Mom and Dad have already spent a lot of money on my education. But I thought Ira said a lot of freshman courses are general, like ones anybody in any major has to take. You still have everything left from your freshman year and probably something worthwhile in your sophomore year. It's not like you have to start from scratch. Flora gulped and stared at the floor. Yeah, but something else happened too. The bathroom door burst open, allowing a cloud of steam to float into the room. Ready to go? Gina asked. Lacey and Flora both jumped. I guess, Flora said. Lacey stood, picking up her bag. If she didn't get a chance to hear the rest of Flora's story, at least they would have the ride home together tomorrow. But what could have happened to deflate a person as bubbly as Flora? They took the subway and then walked the rest of the way to their next destination. Flora was quiet, but Gina told some long and involved story, so all Lacey and Flora had to say was, huh, and wow, and "Mm mm-hmm, for the 20-minute journey. Finally, they stood, waiting at yet another crosswalk, the red awning of a store beckoning from the opposite side of the street. Okay, I've never been here before, Gina said. Fill us in, Flora. Flora smiled for the first time in an hour and linked arms with Lacey. Lacey, I introduce you to The Strand, a more than three-story bookstore of new and used books. Apparently, the store has been around for a while, and... The walk sign appeared on the post opposite, and Lacey took off, dragging Flora with her. Three stories of books, some of them used, which meant they might not be super expensive. And what if somebody else found the books by her favorite author first? Slow down! You haven't even let me explain that the Strand is a New York icon. Flora was laughing as Lacey untangled her arm and barreled toward the store entrance. So, meet you back down here in an hour? Flora called after her. Two, Lacey yelled and pushed through the front door. 
She halted and sucked in a breath. She could smell them, the books. She found a guy, a clerk, behind a counter. Where's the young adult fiction? No, the fantasy, she bit her lip. Actually, maybe point me towards the classics first? Lacey giggled. The man looked at her through the rounds of his dark-framed glasses and apparently did not feel any sense of camaraderie. Without speaking, he slid a piece of paper across the counter. Lacey picked it up. Oh, a map. Perfect. It was like being lost in a forest full of friends, which wasn't really being lost at all. The wood floor creaked under her feet as she slowly meandered between book displays. On the second floor, she stepped into one of the three-sided cubicles of shelves and ran her fingers along the spines of books before climbing the rungs of a ladder to peer at the volumes higher up on the shelves. She perched there, leafing through the pages, letting words trickle through her mind like sand between fingers until something caught her eye, drew her in. Then she held the story close and decided whether or not she might want to read more. A bag full of books later, Lacey turned away from Peng and stopped. So had Flora and Gina actually come into the store, or had they gone somewhere else to wait for her? Lacey twined her fingers through the straps of her bag. She was alone, in a big city. Any of these strangers, that bald man right there, might be dangerous. She fumbled in the side pouch of her bag and pulled out her phone. The screen stared up at her, unresponsive and blank to her touch. No, no, she hadn't charged it last night. She'd been so tired. The warm tones of the wood floor, the friendly must of paper and book binding, the loaded bag of stories yet unread, everything blurred out into gray unfriendliness. She was alone, alone in a strange city with no way of contacting Flora. Lacey backed away from a table full of bestsellers. If she threw up all over them, the bookstore clerks would probably sentence her to ten years of peeling off that gross residue price stickers left on used books. Should she go outside and look up and down the street? Maybe like at the museum, Flora and Gina were chatting over cups of coffee in a cafe nearby. She wouldn't get lost just walking up the street. Lost or mugged, right? God, please, please help me. I'm scared. I know I probably don't need to be, but I am. Please, please help me to get in contact with Flora. Lacey took a step towards the door. Someone moved past her, and the fragrance of chai and espresso wafted across Lacey's senses. Wait, that person was carrying a coffee cup. Were people allowed to bring drinks in here, around books? Lacey squinted after the guy as he slurped from his cup and picked up a memoir with his free hand. Was the guy crazy? Did he want his face all over bookstore banned posters? One slip of the fingers, and milky froth would cascade over the face of the politician pictured on those books. Another whiff of coffee sidled past her, straight-up espresso this time, a lifelong stain in a cup. Were all these people crazy? Apparently, they'd never met the Easton Community Librarian back home. The fact that you couldn't leave your saliva outside the library upset her. Just how many of these shoppers were carrying violational liquids anyway? 
She turned away from the door and in the direction from which the cup holder seemed to be coming. Wait, the store had its own coffee shop? New York City was so progressive. Lacey's breath caught. Then Flora and Gina might be right here. They might. One quick scan showed they weren't sitting near the coffee counter. But if Flora and Gina had come into the store, coffee might just have been enough to make them stay a while. Where would Flora take her drink to browse? Oh, char. She was bummed about a guy, apparently, which meant she would probably curl up somewhere reading a relationship advice book, one with quizzes and bulleted lists of do's and don'ts as per Flora's attention span. No way was Lacey going to ask a clerk to help her find the dating books. She whipped out her map and scanned the categories labeled and headed in the most hopeful direction, self-help. A sniveling, gulping noise guided her to the self-help section even before she spotted the label. Flora sat at the foot of a ladder, two apparently empty coffee cups toppled over next to her. She turned a page and sniffled again, a tear running out of one eye. Flora? Lacey edged closer and knelt down in front of her sister. Um, what you reading? I've done everything wrong, Flora wailed. Every single thing. Okay. Lacey eased the book out of Flora's slightly damp hands. So now you know. Flora choked. But it's too late. Doesn't he go to Gina's church or something? Lacey said. Ew. Flora would have to buy this book. It was totally water-damaged, not to mention she dog-eared some of the pages. Flora banged her fist against the floor. Just how much did you overhear this morning? Lacey picked up the empty coffee cups. You have something you're not telling Mom and Dad, which I assume is that you got kicked out of your major. But there's some reason why you aren't going back to campus this fall. And there's something you'll have to pay for. The details are a bit sketchy. Flora rummaged a tissue out of her bag and blew her nose. It's just, the day Char broke up with me was the day the sophomore art students were having their exhibit in the Grand Salon. It's this big room where the school holds formal functions. Okay. Yeah, so I was miffed because I hadn't seen Char since the day before, and he hadn't answered any of my texts. So I went over to the exhibit. Lacey settled cross-legged on the floor to soak in the calming effect. No, to find Char. He was at his display. Oh, he's an art major? Flora slapped the floor. Of course. Stop interrupting. So I go over there all worked up because apparently he values his art more than me, you know? And I go marching past the other exhibits and I see him talking to this girl, one of the other sophomore art students. Like, they are gabbing, Lacey. Words are just flying. So I decide to send him one more text. Let him choose me over her and his art. I send it. I'm so close I can hear it bing on his phone. He never blinks, never even pulls his phone out of his pocket. So, I go a little dramatic. I've just come through three nights of performing in the spring play, and it's really brought out the big gestures in me, you know? So, I march over to him. Char, I say. Char, you may be an artist. 
You may be able to capture some shadow of beauty in your paintings and drawings, but you've shattered this, this lovely vision we had together. Then I whipped around and I started striding away. I raised my hand in a backward wave. My silk scarf, I was in a scarf mood in those days, caught on something. I tugged. Something crashed. I whirled around. And I don't even know how to describe what happened after that. But that girl, the one who'd been talking to Char, was into pottery and sculpture. I literally cleared one of her tables of all of its pieces, like shards, Lacey, everywhere on the floor. Lacey felt her eyes bulge. The urge to throw up swelled over her again. But how did you do that? Flora covered her face with her hands. My scarf caught on this birdcage piece she had. I guess it was symbolic of something. When I tugged, it fell over, and I inadvertently used it to sweep everything else off the table. Lacey, those art students sell a single piece for a hundred bucks or more sometimes. I destroyed at least ten. Lacey licked her lips. So you're paying her back for destroying her work? Flora nodded. And you're too embarrassed to go back to campus? Flora whimpered. Did you apologize? A thousand times, a thousand times, but that doesn't really bring back the work she spent a year creating. And Char, what did he do? He just looked at me, and I knew. Knew what? That he hadn't shattered anything. I'd smothered whatever might have been between us. I think I was in love with his artsiness more than anything, you know? I just liked the idea of him, I think, not him. I didn't speak his language anyway. He was from another country? No. Flora waved a hand. The language of his soul. Oh. Lacey hugged her bag of books. Was there like a class for learning your soul language? Great. She'd never get married. She'd gotten a D in middle school Spanish. Did soul language have verb tenses? You look worried, Flora said. And you're not even the one who is back home after two years in college with no degree, no boyfriend, and in debt to a pottery artist. Yeah, but soul language, Flora sort of sniffled, laughed. Never mind, Lacey. Anyway, I guess I was just sitting here panicking. I've literally skimmed through ten books on how to fix your messy life in the past two hours. I don't want to make the same mistakes again, but these, she waved at a shelf nearby, keep contradicting each other. Flora wiped her nose again and nudged Lacey's bag of books. Looks like at least one of us found something good. Lots. I'm glad. Flora looked up and back. Lacey followed her gaze up the line of bookshelves that surrounded them on three sides. Black spines, red, green, pink, white. They lined the shelves that rose above the top of the ladder where shoppers could stand to reach the highest shelves. You know, Flora, I think you're already growing, learning from your mistakes. Lacey looked back at her sister. I don't know about soul languages. That just sounds a little creepy. But you took the time to think about what I'd like to do this weekend. I mean, you even chose stuff that was new to me, but I liked it anyway. 
that shows thoughtfulness. So you messed up with your grades and char and becoming overdramatic and self-focused and... Flora held up her hands. Your point. I can tell you must have done a lot of praying and thinking this summer. It shows. You aren't quite the same Flora that did all those things you described. Lacey leaned forward. And maybe the last piece of your healing, of surrendering your failure completely to God, is being honest about it with Mom and Dad before they leave on their trip. Flora took a deep breath. Yeah, I think you're right. They sat there, quiet, surrounded by words written just that year, and words written a hundred years ago and a hundred years before that. Thanks, God. Lacey breathed two more words into the scrolls and scrolls of things. People had thought and said and done in this universe where two sisters were sitting on the floor of a bookshop, learning that God was waiting to turn the page to something new. And really, they both already owned the book they needed most, the Bible. There you are, Gina burst around the corner of the bookshelf. Why are you guys sitting on the floor? Flora smiled and shrugged. It's what we do. Lacey nodded. It's what we do. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Bye!